around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much today for joining us on Terry Mize Ministries podcast. We are so grateful to have this opportunity to share with you and talk to you about the wonderful promises of God, the power of God, and then how in this day and time that you and I live in, my goodness gracious, do we ever need wisdom? (laughs) Do we ever need power? Do we ever need the miracles that God promises us through His Word? Um, Be sure and and check us out on uh, terrymize.com, and then you can go to our website, terrymizeministries.org, and every Wednesday we put up a brand new podcast. So if you will just join us, tell your friends and family, family. Uh, put a little note up, maybe a post on Facebook and tell folks to join us every Wednesday. We would really appreciate that. And I know that we can really help lots and lots of folks every time they tune in. We're Terry and I are just here talking today, and we're going to just continue to share with you the good things from the Word of God. Darnan, I just saw a post you put up on Facebook, and it's about soul winning. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. And in fact, you put several posts up this week, uh, quoting different men of God, like John Wesley and and, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, things that will help people. And I just, when I saw them, I just went, oh, this is so good. So why don't you start with maybe that post you put up about soul winning. It's such profound, but yet very, very simple, practical wisdom. Well, absolutely, Renee. You know, um, soul winning is the the absolute heartbeat of God. That's right. It's the absolute heart of Jesus. (laughs) Soul That's winning right. is, is what Jesus died for. That's right. You know, mission, soul winning. Yeah. Uh, Jesus died for it. That's uh, right. Peter was crucified upside down for it. Right. Paul had his head cut off for it. Right. Uh, Thomas was horribly martyred in India for it. I mean, all those disciples gave their blood, gave their lives, yeah. with the exception of the Apostle John, who they, they tried to kill and tried to boil him in oil, and he wouldn't boil. He just thought it was a nice hot oil bath. And so they exiled him to the Isle of Patmos, where he wrote a little book called Revelation. And then when he got off the Isle of Patmos, he finished out his life. He's the only one of the, the apostles right. uh, that uh, lived his life out to a, to a full life. And they, all, the, all the others were all martyred, all killed, including Jesus. Right. And it was all for soul winning. That's the whole purpose and the whole point of the church. God so loved Love the, the world, world. That's right. that he gave his only begotten son <laughs> my, my. that whosoever believeth in him should not, should not, should not perish. That's they right. are perishing every day, but they should not perish. That's not God's but will. But have right. everlasting life. So John the, 3, whole, the whole point of Jesus dying on the cross is so winning. That's right. Our missions are telling somebody about the gospel, are telling right. somebody about Jesus, rescuing perishing souls from hell. And of course, uh, you know this, Renee, that that uh, uh, for almost thirty years, twenty some odd years, uh, over years ago, up until just not too off long ago, uh, every year I would take teenagers right. to Jamaica, Jamaica, start off mm-hmm. in Mexico and then to Jamaica, right. and just train them to be soul winners <laughs> because the church doesn't know how to be soul winners. Right. And I've always said, well, you, there's no such thing as a born soul winner. Uh, but but I can make you one. That's right. You know, I don't expect you to be a born soul winner, I, but I do do. If your heart's open, I can make you one. I'm a soul winner. I'm anointed to win souls, so right. I can make you one. You well, can always yeah. do and reproduce what you are. It's and you behavior. and Dean in your church in Corpus Christi uh, sent your youth group with us numbers of That's times. Right. I've taken uh, both your sons, Matt and Alan. I've taken Abigail That's several right. times. Right. And in fact, we'd even take Abby when she was 
too young too, to go. <laughs> too young to go and broke my rules because my rules are always I, I wouldn't take a teenager under 13 unless their parent was with me. Right. Simply because I didn't want that child to be homesick. Uh, well, to be across the pond. Right. Uh, out, out, of, out on out an of, island right. wishing they were home and I can't get them home. So I, right. I said, you know, if their parent comes, and I don't care how young they are, but. But but it has to be thirteen. But because Abigail, dear Lord, Jackie and I were there the day she was born, and her right. godparents, and right. you know she's lived in and out of our house all of her life. So we we started taking her when she was just oh I don't even remember how old she was. I think she was. she was eleven. You think she's eleven? I started yeah, saying maybe 10, or 11. ten and a half, eleven, something. And, like that. Uh, and and she'd either you know stay in our room or stay in Lori's room or right. you know, I mean she'd just or Christy. And so, uh, so anyway, as I say, we, we've taken these kids for all these years that's right. to train them to win souls. That's the whole purpose of the trip. Uh, and then they come home and, and win souls here. But yes, the, the, the big deal in, in the church today is I have people tell me all, all, well, for all the years I've been in the ministry, people tell me this, even Bible school students at great, at great Bible schools mm-hmm. would even say to me, brother Terry, please teach us to win souls. Nobody's right. ever taught us to win souls. Pastor hadn't taught us to win souls. Bible school hadn't taught us to win souls. It's just nobody's taught us how to win a soul. And so uh, uh, I also have people come to me over the many, many, many years. And and I know that our listeners today and and all this week on this podcast uh, can identify with this because people have said to me so many times over the years, uh, Brother Terry, it seems like I can witness to a stranger. Seems like I can witness to somebody I don't know, but but man, I just can't witness to my relatives. I can't witness to my friends. I can't witness to my coworkers. I just <laughs> I just can't get it done. Yeah, there's some kind of glitch that goes on sometimes in the head, and and again, if they learn the skill and they learn just simple things. Well, that I'll you tell you taught. exactly what the glitch yeah. is. The glitch is, and I tell people this all the time: is that the the glitch is that you care too much about what no, that what person other, thinks. That's right. What and where a stranger, think? you don't care what they think. Right. To a stranger, <laughs> it, it's not embarrassing to you. But to say to your relatives or to your friends or to your coworkers at at work, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to witness to you. Then it, people just people just freeze up. Yeah, and and the do. other and the second thing they do wrong is that, uh, and, and you need to listen to this really close. Listen, when I say this: the the gospel, the reason most people can't win souls with their friends and relatives is because they're trying to explain right. the gospel. Yes. And Renee, the gospel cannot be explained. No, that's right. Nobody can explain it. Nobody listening to us today can explain it. Or Roberts couldn't explain it. <laughs> Billy Graham, as many millions of souls as he's one, can't yeah. explain it. Nobody can explain the gospel. It was never intended to be explained. It was intended to be announced. That's right. You announce the gospel. Right. And when you announce the gospel, there's an anointing on that that comes with it. And Paul said in Romans chapter 1, he said, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. That's so right. every believer, I mean every believer, when they get saved, they get an anointing to win souls. They may never know it. Right. They may never see it. They may never use it. No, but every right. believer, every one that's born again in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, everyone has an anointing within them to win souls. They may not have an anointing that's for right. anything else, but they that's do have right. an anointing to win souls. And the word tells us that we, we are ministers of reconciliation. That's our ministry. You know, right. it, it, it's the thing we're called to do. It's the thing we're anointed to do. It's the power of God unto, unto salvation. salvation. And so one thing that uh, that happens when you're witnessing to a friend or a relative is they'll uh, they'll ask you a question. Right in the middle of your witness, they'll just mm-hmm. stop and say, yeah, but what about this scandal in the church? Yeah. Right. Or what about that scandal in the church? <laughs> 
Or what about back in the eighties when we had this thing with the Jim Baker or this thing with Jimmy Swaggart or what? What about this? What about that? What about this pastor I know that ran off with the piano player? What? And that's what they do is they start fires. Right. And so you stop and try to put out the fire. Right. You stop and you try to explain it because you're very gentle with them and you love them and you care what they think. So you say, well, now you know here's what happened with that. And so you try to explain that. Right. Then you get back to tell them the gospel again and they start another fire. Right. And so you stop and you try to explain that, and, and it, 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 the gospel was yeah. never meant to be explained, yeah. and you can't stop and put out those fires. You well, have to simple. announce the gospel because yeah. there's an anointing on it that will prick their heart and win the soul. And it's just simple things, too. Sometimes they'll say, well, my mother-in-law was a Christian, but exactly. I didn't like her. Or Whatever, whatever fire you know. they can start, they'll start a fire. <laughs> or they'll and if say, you I didn't stop like and that put last it out, church I was in. That's right. If you, you know, people say, you know, I left church. Why'd you leave church? Why'd you leave your church? Well, it was too cold in there. It was too hot in there. They <laughs> they sing too loud. They sing too long. The preacher preaches too long. That's the preacher right. preaches, spits on me when he preaches. You know, right. my baby got bit in, in the, the nursery. nursery. <laughs> you know, uh, the greeter at the door had bad breath. I mean, people come up with, there, That's right. there are no reasons, reasons. they leave church. There's only excuses. Right. People have lots of excuses. But anyway, back to soul winning. Uh, you know, you, you cannot explain how a little baby born in a manger, mm-hmm. wearing swaddling clothes, whatever right. swaddling clothes are, uh, is the king of all glory. I mean, is right. the king of the universe. Wow. No, that's you, right. you, you can't explain how his name uh, makes a difference in over everybody else's name. You can explain how his blood, he died on the cross, he shed blood, and that blood purchased our salvation wow. and washes away, doesn't just atone for or cover up, but I mean remits our sins, right. re- washes them away, makes them non-existent. Yeah. You can't explain how... How, uh, how, is, yeah. how you, you can stand. It's so supernatural. No, exactly. There, there, there's no way. And then you got to explain how he died on the cross, and then he went to uh, the belly of the earth for three days, and then he led captivity <laughs> captive, and then he took them, went to heaven, and then he right. sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat, whatever in the world the mercy seat is, right, right. and then he came back. And he, you know, people get lost with that. They sure do. Because you can't explain it. It's supernatural. Yeah. Like we were and talking a few weeks ago. It's unseen. We were talking a few weeks ago on the, on the podcast about miracles. Mm-hmm. And I made the statement, as I always do, that, that miracles uh, are, are unexplainable. If, it's, if you can explain yeah, it, that's good. it's not a miracle. No, that's right. You, know, you say, hey, we put a man on the moon. That's a miracle. No, no, it's not a, man, it's not a miracle. It's great. It's sensational and spectacular. Right. But we know how we did it. <laughs> it just took some men and women with a lot of intestinal fortitude and expenditure of a few billion dollars. Right. And, and, you know, they went to the moon and drove around in the Jeep and picked up rocks and brought them home. <laughs> that's not a miracle, but it's sensational and it's spectacular. That's right. But we know how we did it. And because we know how we did it, we can do it again. Mm-hmm. But a miracle is unexplainable. It's like they said to the blind man, said, uh, hey, that guy, Jesus, that healed you, he's a bad guy. Right. And the blind guy said, well, I don't know about that. That's right. I don't know if he's a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah. I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Right. All I know is I was blind. But now, and now I, I see. see. <laughs> now, see, that's a miracle. That's he couldn't right. explain it. That's they right. couldn't explain it. I can't right. explain it. And the gospel was never designed, never intended, right. never meant to be explained. When you start trying to explain it, Right. To your relatives and to your friends, you're going to get bogged down yeah. and lost. It's it's meant to be announced. My my dear friend T.L. Osborne, one of the greatest missionaries that ever graced this planet. That's for sure. Uh, won more souls and had more miracles uh, than probably anybody uh, that ever walked the planet. 
Uh, Billy Graham's probably won more souls, but I said won souls and had miracles. Right. And, and T.L. would have these outstanding miracles all over the world. And T.L. was a dear friend of mine, as you know. And uh, T.L. said to me one time, years ago, we were, we were visiting, and, and, uh, and he said, you know, he said, I, I hate uh, the first night of crusades. I said, oh, man, I do, too. I hate that first night. Because that first night of a crusade, there you are standing in front of a crowd, right. you know, and they're they're animist or atheist or Shintoist or Buddhist or Muslim or Hindu or whatever they are in whatever country you're in, right, right. or are in the tribe in Africa or whatever, and and you've got to stand in front of them and begin to tell them about Jesus that he was born of a virgin. Right. How are you going to explain that? How do you explain <laughs> somebody's born of a virgin? Oh, know. You know that he lived on earth right. as a man. Right. That he that he died a substitutionary death on the cross for you. That his blood washed away your sins. Right. That he died. That he was buried. He rose again the third day, and now he's alive today. And you, by accepting him, can live with him forever. See, that's wow. the gospel. Yeah, right. And I can announce it, and there's a power to it. There's yes. an anointing to right. it. It pricks people's heart. But if I start trying to explain that, right, I'd be lost as a goose because I don't no, I don't exactly understand right. it, so I can't explain it. Well, I heard you say at least thirty five years ago. Uh, preaching that, and it stuck with me so profoundly all through these years that the gospel is not an argument. It's not a debate. A debate is to be announced, declared. That's exactly right. It is to be sent out as a as a declaration. Absolutely, absolute truth. And it has an anointing on it. That's it. That's it the does. key. I mean, that's, that's the key right, right there. there. That's right. It is the absolute uh, the, the absolute key. That's right. And so soul winning is is the heartbeat of Jesus. It's the supreme task of the church. Yes, it it's is. It's the reason the church exists. Uh, yeah. The church exists for soul winning or mission like a fire exists for burning. I mean, that, it right. is the purpose. That's right. And if the church isn't going to do missions and isn't going to do soul winning, we just need to lock it up, padlock the doors, and write right. Michelob across the top, you know. <laughs> I know it's Ichabod, but uh, some of y'all may not be old enough to remember Michelob. But uh, the, the purpose. That's right. The purpose of the church is soul winning. And the purpose of Jesus was so winning. The purpose, all That's those right. guys lost their life. Well, they didn't lose their lives, gave their lives, gave their lives. for the That's gospel's right. sake, so was so that people would earth. be saved, That's so that right. people would be rescued and, 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 they and people went to all would different be healed. Places. They didn't just stay in one little area, you know, to have a club no, for absolutely. themselves. They went Jesus out, emphasized, you go to all the, all world, the world, preach the gospel That's to right. every creature. That's right. He that believeth is baptized shall, shall be, be saved, saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. Damned to where? Hell. For how long? Eternity. Eternity. That's what this whole thing's about. And somehow the church gets off of that That's and gets right. off on another path or another road right. doing good things there's yes. no doubt about that no, that's right good i've things. said for many years you've heard me say it for many years that that good is the enemy and of best. best and that the church is full of good people mm-hmm. doing good things good things i mean we we just do all kind of things in churches we have all kind of people <laughs> in churches right. we you know we, we we feed the hungry and help right. the poor and, right. and pray for people and help that's people right. and preach to people right. and sing to people right. i mean the church is good people doing good things that's right but what happens is, at the end of the day, you've done so much good things, you're so worn out doing good things that there was never time to get around to doing the best thing. That's right. And you know, that'll affect your marriage as well. That'll affect anything in That's life right. you do. You can end up doing being doing so many good things, good things that you just don't have the time to get around to doing, doing the best, best thing. thing. And we've got to concentrate on what's the best thing. That's right. What did God tell us to do? What did Jesus say to do? You know, of all the Jesus gave us one commandment. One commandment alone, get the gospel to to the the world. world. 
That was our marching orders. That was our commission. That was our that was our charge. Those were our orders. Get the gospel to the world. Now I know I realize he said I give you this commandment: you love one another. Right. But I'm talking about a, a, a mission. Get here's your mission. Here's your vision. Here's your here's your reason for existence on planet Earth. Right. Get the gospel to the world. Well, and that's that's the thing that I think a lot of times in in the local church that that the ministry itself has forgotten that the whole reason we're in their teaching and training is to if people are going to keep coming back to the same place all the time, then we've got to raise up people that understand their purpose, that understand the vision yeah, of the church. And instead of just coming in and we all make it like a, a you know a love one another club and that you know sure. we're, we're sloppy agape. Yeah, that we just are all in here to have you know our friends and don't we love church and don't we love our pastor? And we do. And we do. Sure we do. But the whole reason that that'll keep you from being offended and foolish with the things of God is when is we, if you'll know your purpose that I have exactly. I am growing so I can become more exactly. influential, more fruitful, exactly. and more effective in the lives of other people. What's the purpose of the church? Soul winning and missions. What's the That's purpose right. of prosperity? That's soul winning and missions. missions. What's the purpose of everything God does for That's us? Right. So we can be blessed on this earth That's in our right. lifetime. That's right. But so that we can be about the master's business. So well, that it, we, Jesus said, I have to be about my father's business. Right. So we can fulfill exactly. the great commission. If we're going to church so that we can feel good one more time, then we've lost the vision. Oh, absolutely. We've lost our purpose. We've we've really traded in a very carnal uh, concept of what Christianity is, a very soulish concept compared to what the supernatural power of God and all of God on each believer is for, and it's going to the world. No, absolutely. That when I wake up in the morning and I get ready and I go somewhere, I, I'm salt, I'm light. I, right, I cannot right. be hidden. Exactly I'm in there right. to do a job. When I get there, God gets there. Anything the kingdom of God needs me to do, soul winning, prayer, everything is to keep bringing people out of darkness That's in right. every area. Because the world's going to hell. That's right. <laughs> They're literally going to hell. That's right. Because of what Adam did, because of his sin in the garden, then every baby that's born on the face of this planet right. has a date with hell or a destiny of hell. That's their oh, future. That's, so, that's my, their my, destiny. My, that's when they're born that's on it. this planet, their destiny is hell. hell. Their future is hell. hell. And the only thing that will stop that is that a Christian right. interrupts them. Interrupts them. <laughs> a Christian gets in their face that's my job, and says, hey, let me, let, me, let, me, let me talk to you. Hey, let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. That's right. Because otherwise they will go to hell. That's right. You know, there was a survey My done not very Jesus. long ago that, that said American youth today, the youth of America today, believe that there's, uh, what is it, 80-something percent of American youth believe there's many, many paths, paths to God. To God. Mm. Well, what a devil's delight that is. No joke. And that's that political correct nonsense. And that's right. that, well, don't hurt anybody's feelings. Well, don't offend anybody. They're going to be really offended when they get to hell. Yeah, because Jesus, <laughs> Jesus said, I am the way, well, I am the life, I am the resurrection, Jesus. I am the truth, I am the door. He said, no man comes to the Father right. but by me. That's right. Now, you can't get around that. There's no wiggle room for that. Right. Jesus said, no man comes to the Father but by me. Can and you it, tell people that thing you, you've always taught about in, in the book of Acts, that first chapter about that God would open their eyes? And where is that at? And that, that God would prick their eyes. Oh, hearts. sure, sure. Well, it, it, it's actually what I've just taught in Soul Winning all these right. many years to, I mean, I, I, thousands of teenagers I've taken on Soul Winning trips right. and taught them that when you go Soul Winning, in fact, really, it's a good idea when you go anywhere. Right. But when you go Soul Winning, it's, it's pretty useless and hard 
to go soul winning unless you have three things working for you. And so I teach Listen them. Listen up, everybody. So I teach them this. Remember, you and I were in, preaching in Malta, in Malta, and you mm-hmm. heard me tell one of the young men over men there, just changed yeah. his life. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was the youth leader or one of the social yeah, pastors, right, and right. he said, oh, Brother Terry, I can't win souls. I've tried so hard, and it's We've like beating my head. taken the young people out. Oh, yeah. And, get, and I said, yeah. well, let me tell you how to do it. And it revolutionized his life. It just really three did. simple little things. And, and it's number one uh, that you ask the Holy Spirit to turn on the light. That's it. When you're in prayer, before you go out so when and ask the Holy Spirit, turn the light right. on. When I talk to them, they're in darkness. They can't see anything. They can't see beyond what's going on. Right. And, and I need you to turn the light on and let, let this thing be exposed. Right. Let them see what I'm talking about. Right. And number two, I need you to prick their heart. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, prick their heart. It's like you right. take a pen and prick your hand because Peter said, in, in, or the Bible tells us in Acts 2, uh, verse 22, whenever Peter stands up and preaches right. and wins 5,000 people to, yeah. or wins 3,000 people to Jesus. Y'all need to he, read that. <laughs> he stands up and, and he preaches to them, and the Bible says this. It says, and their hearts, hearts were, were pricked. pricked. That's what you need. You can stand and talk to somebody about sowing all day long, but if their heart's not pricked, if they don't have a light, if the light doesn't come on, right. And their heart's not pricked, then you're just not going to have the results and the success that God wants you to have. That's and right. then thirdly, and people people get messed up when they hear me say this because they think I'm saying something I'm not. So listen closely. The third one is ask the Holy Spirit to move on their will. Yes. Yeah. People say, "Oh no, brother, you can't change somebody's will." No, I didn't say you're going to change somebody's will. Right. I said you ask the Holy Ghost before you go out and say, right. "Say, oh Holy Spirit." I minister to them, turn the light on, let them see, and then prick their heart, prick their heart, and then move on their will. So they'll That's so right. they'll be open to say, I will. There's a softness. I will. Yeah. I will. Soften that. You know, at the yeah. end of at the end of soul winning, I'll I'll always reach over and take somebody's hand. I'll say, just take my hand and pray this prayer with me. Right. And they, and they say, I will. I will. Yeah. Pray this prayer. Will you pray this prayer with me? Yes, sir, I will. And and it's a moving on their will. It's yeah, not, only, it's not that you're Holy dominating do their that. will yeah. or you're changing their will or <laughs> no, you're forcing their will, right. but you've got the Holy Spirit. Yes, and he's always there to comfort, oh, lead, and guide. the Holy Spirit is moving on heart. their will yeah. and saying, you know what? I will. I will. So those three things, turn the light on. Well, and what your post said today was that that it was when when people are facing death or when they've dealt with death. Oh sure, sure. And, and that at that time their hearts are open. Oh absolutely. Any time somebody softer. dies, then all the people around them are there are in knowledge of that right. happening yeah. get eternity minded. Mm-hmm. They immediately start thinking heaven or hell. Heaven or hell. In fact if you'll go to a cemetery, eternity, any cemetery, yeah. and just look around uh at that at that graveyard mm-hmm. Where people have died and been buried, if you look around, you're going to see crosses. Right. You're going to see lambs. Yeah. You're going to see doves. Yeah. You're going to see Jesus. You're going to see the disciples. You're going to see the angels right. on these tombstones. You know, almost any cemetery you go into will have like a garden of the apostles. Or right. a, I mean, it, people are eternity minded. They sure are. And and because they realize when you die, I mean, you got to go somewhere. That's right. And I tell you, Renee, what I was talking about in that article, too, and what I've taught for years, is that um, sowing's easy when somebody dies because they're thinking eternity. And so you can just simply ask them, uh, say, hey, do you you ever give much thought to spiritual things? And, and, you know, let me give you this example. When when a celebrity dies, Mm -hmm. now one person dying is not any more important than anybody else in the grand scheme of things, except to their loved ones, obviously. But, but, But yet when a celebrity dies, 
or a rich person dies, or a famous person dies, an actor, a movie star, a singer, a whatever, a football player, I mean, somebody that's got the public's attention. When they die, then it captures the media's attention. Right. And then that, therefore, it catches the world's attention. Sure. So it gives you a bigger audience. Exactly. And so uh, uh, I'll give you an example. I was in I was in Los Angeles the night that uh, Whitney Houston died. Whitney mm-hmm. Houston was a you know wonderful singer, marvelous singer. Man, right. she she nailed the uh, the song "Jesus Loves Me" right. you know, <laughs> like nobody ever has. No, that's and she right. nailed the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, she she just had this wonderful voice. Little skinny and, lady. Oh yeah. Sing, but I, I happened to be in in Los Angeles uh, the night she died. In fact, I think it was the, the the Oscars or something. She was about to go to that mm-hmm. night, or the Grammys, or one of one of those award shows. And uh, and she she died. They discovered her there in the bathtub, and she had passed. And uh, when when she died, the whole world knew it. I mean, everybody knew it. Everybody across America That's knew right. it. Three hundred million people in America. I mean, people knew it around the world. That's right. I, I was in preaching in Russia uh, or Ukraine the night uh, Michael Jackson died. And I mean, it was world news. And I sat there in Ukraine watching his funeral and, and then all the news leading up to the funeral for several days. And then the funeral itself. I, I watched that in Ukraine of all places. I mean, people knew he died. Right. And uh, so when you have that situation, everybody's eternity mind. In fact, I watched his, his Michael Jackson's funeral and I remember all the different family members getting up and saying, Oh, he, you know, Michael's, uh, you know, in heaven and Michael's and it's all about spiritual things. And I remember one little, little movie star got up. I think her name's Brooke Shields and she got up and made this statement. And, and I yelled at her all the way from Russia from all the way from Ukraine. I yelled at her on the TV, but she made this statement. She said, well, I don't know where Michael is tonight, uh, but I do know this. He's sitting on a crescent moon smiling down at us. Right. And, and I yelled at her. I said, "Crescent Moon." I said, "You know, now I'm not Michael Jackson's judge. I don't know the man. I don't. I don't know anything right. about him. I'm certainly not his judge. But I do know this. I know there's only two places you go. You go to heaven, or you go to hell. You're hell. You, you're not the man in the moon. You don't yeah. sit on the crescent moon. <laughs> but my point oh, is my. that the whole world realized it and got yeah. spiritual. Right. And so, I mean, if in your town, if a policeman dies, if a fireman dies, if a politician dies, if a if a local kid in high school playing sports dies, I mean, the town knows it. Mm-hmm. People are, are, you know, driving around with their lights on and, and maybe an armband, dark armband. I mean, people acknowledge the fact that this person just went into eternity. And so it's so easy. This is what I said in that article you're talking about. It's so easy just to say to somebody, say, wasn't that sad? Do you hear about officer so and so? Do you hear about fireman so and so? Do you hear about that young football player? Do you mm-hmm. hear about? Do you hear about Whitney Houston this week? Do you hear about? Do you hear about Elvis Presley? You know, back in nineteen seventy-seven. Right. I mean, I was in Mexico City, Renee, the day Elvis Presley died, and I was riding in a taxi cab with Wayne Myers, my dear friend, who's now you know ninety-four years old, right. and we were driving down the main one of the main boulevards in the biggest city in the world, Mexico City, and I saw these big headlines as we would pass a news. Stand. You know how in Mexico they right. have newsstands on every corner? Right. And we'd pass these newsstands, and I saw these huge headlines in big, bold uh, ink, several inches tall. I mean, huge. I could see it from the taxi. And it said, uh, of course, it was all in Spanish, and it said, uh, the king is dead. Se murió el rey. And I, and I thought, the king is dead? What king? Who's the king? What king? I'm thinking Saudi Arabia, and I'm thinking right. Jordan, and I'm thinking all these places, you know, the, the you know England has the queen. I mean, I'm thinking, who has a king that died? And so I turned to Wayne, and I said, I said who, who died? And he said, well, I don't know. And it's, I said, well, look, this next corner we come to, just look at the headline. And it said, the king is dead. The king is dead. The king is dead. And then we happened to pass one that said, Elvis is dead. 
Oh. And we said, oh, the king, oh, Elvis is there. Right. But, you know, the world knew that. Mm-hmm. The world knew that. And so it's so easy just to say, hey, did you hear about Elvis? Did you hear about Whitney Houston? Did you hear about, you know, what? I mean, that's that's old news. I'm talking about currently. You know, you say, did you hear about that? They say, oh, yeah, of course I heard about it. I said, well, well, isn't that sad? Oh, yeah, it is sad. Well, have you watched all the news coverage? You've watched all the, man, oh, yeah, I've been feeding on it all. They'll always say yes. Right, right. And so then you ask them the prime, prime, prime soul-winning question. And you say, well, uh, do you do you ever give much thought to spiritual things? That's it. What? Do you, do you ever give much thought to spiritual things? I mean, they just passed away this week. That, that kind of made me think about Spiritual things. You ever give much thought to spiritual yeah. things? Where and do when they you go? do, Renee, you've got them right there. That's yeah. the hook. Where do people go? You've when cast they die? out the bait. Yeah. Now you need to reel them in because now we're saying, now they're going to say, yeah, I, I've kind of wondered. Yeah. 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 Well, like, where do they go? What happens? Mm-hmm. What happens? And then you can just lead them right down what all of us soul winners call the Roman, Roman road. road. <laughs> you can just go, you can just give them all those yeah, scriptures in Romans. For all have sinned and fallen short of the, the glory of God. God. You can end up in Revelation where Jesus said, I'm standing, standing at the, the door, door and knocking. Yes, and if yes, any man will yes, open yes. to me, I'll come in and sup with him. What and you just lead them right God. to Jesus, right gracious to Jesus, right God. to Jesus. That's right. And uh, anyway, I was telling you a story, and our time's long yeah. gone, I'm sure. I, I'm going to look at my, <laughs> my clock here. But I was telling you a story I don't want to leave hanging with T.L. Osborne. But he, he said this, he said, I hate the first night of Crusades. I said, boy, me too. And then we both knew what we were talking about because the first night, nobody knows what's going on. Right. But now once God does some miracles, then it's all cool. Right. Then the second night and the third night and the 15th night, they're great yeah. <laughs> because people know what's going to happen that first That's night. Right. Nobody knows what's happening. And I, and, I've all, and I told T.L., I said, you know, I've always thought what a disaster it would be. And, oh, God, please don't ever let me have a first night with no miracles. Right. And T.L. said, that happened to me. I said, mm-hmm. what? He said, that happened to me. I said, no. You're T.L. Osborne. <laughs> you have more miracles surely, than anybody. Surely not you. He said, I had, he said, I was preaching in Thailand. Oh, my. In a Buddhist nation. And he said, I got up there and I preached. And then I prayed for miracles. He said, not one miracle. Oh, my. He had a huge crowd. I said, what did you do? He said, man, they wanted to kill me. I said, I'm sure they did, man, because they scream at you. And that first night, man, they may throw stuff at you. Or right. I've even had people shoot at me on, uh, from, at the, on the platform. My goodness. And, uh, uh, you know, and they started screaming, you know, you're a liar. You're a liar. Your God's a liar. You've got a bloody religion. You know, you, you Americans have a bloody religion. Your God's a bloody God. And, and you said he'd heal people, and, and he didn't heal anybody. And, I mean, and that's a nightmare for a crusadesman. Well, no joke. My goodness. And I said to T.L., I said, what did you do? He said, I went back to the hotel room and started packing my bags. He said, I'm done. He said, I told God, I am absolutely done. I didn't come halfway around the world to waste my time and your money. It cost a lot of money to do no what, do this. And I'm, I've wasted my time and wasted your money. And I told him you'd do miracles and you didn't do miracles. And I'm, I'm going home. And the Lord said to him, no, you're not going home. He said, what do you mean I'm not going home? He said, tomorrow night, you go out there and, and announce the gospel. He said, that's exactly what I did tonight. And God said, no, you didn't. He said, tonight you tried to explain, explain the gospel. It. He said, you were so concerned about them being Buddhist and about all the laws and about the, the culture and, 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 and all, that, the, all that kind of, we yeah. didn't use the word political correctness back in that right. day, but it's the same thing. And he said that you tried to be easy with them and you tried to talk them into it and you tried to explain. Now, you go out there tomorrow night and announce the gospel. Right. Declare it. 
Teal said he went out there that next night and he announced the gospel and God fell on that place. I mean, heaven bent low and kissed the earth and they got caught right in the middle of the smack and blind eyes open and deaf ears open and cripples walked and, and they had a bang up crusade after that. Hallelujah. But see, the gospel's not meant, and we've got to go, but the gospel's no, not right. meant, not intended to be explained. explained. It's Argued, meant to be announced. Motivated. Yeah, no, that's right. And Paul, that's said it, Paul said it there in Romans one sixteen. He said, the gospel is the power, power of, God of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. So everyone listen to me. You're anointed. You don't know you're anointed, but that's you're right. anointed. Yes, when you, you start are. announcing the gospel to your mom, your dad, your stepdad, your, your coworker, your boss, your whoever, you announce to them because you'll never be able to explain those spiritual truths. You're just going to have to say, hey. <laughs> God sent his son, Jesus. That's he right. was born of a virgin. That's he right. lived on this earth as a man, though they're all facts. See, that's an announcement. Right. He died on the cross for me. He paid for my sins. By his stripes, I am healed. Right. By his blood, I am saved. Yes. I'm forgiven. He died, was buried. Three days later, he rose again. He's alive today. And, and if you pray this prayer with me, give your heart to God, you, you can be saved as well. You want to do that? And they say, I will. That's so good. That's so good, Terry. I mean, the, just the simple things of the gospel. And God didn't do all this to make it hard for people, but he did it so you and I could easily slip into the kingdom of God out of darkness into light. Absolutely. My goodness gracious. Well, we're so glad you've joined us today. And don't forget to write us or call us here at terrymiseministries.org and then terrymise.com. Uh, we're always available to you, and we are always got good things to say Every Wednesday, we we release a brand new broadcast, brand new podcast, and then we run it for a week. And then the next Wednesday, there's a brand new one right there waiting Amen. for you also. So tell your friends, call somebody, have them come over and have a cup of coffee with you and enjoy the Word of God. We're so grateful you've joined us today. God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America and all the workers of the kingdom of God around the world. Amen. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.